Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove. Like Mike. If you all could be like Mike and be sitting in a hotel room above a casino right now, but we're not. We're here to bring you another episode of your favorite podcast where dudes sit around and kind of talk about stuff some. Welcome back to another rousing episode of Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! What is up, my dudes? What is up? It's uh, it is really up? nice to see you full size again. <laughs> we were concerned because you had shrunken. Is that what had happened? I was curious. Yeah. I was. I don't <laughs> have any memory of it. You got hit by uh, the shrink ray. Oh. Yeah, Rick Baranis was there. Yeah, and it was, was there like a, a, an errant baseball involved? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. that sounds like me. Yeah, for us That's to explode. Exactly you know? the kind of shenanigans I would get <laughs> into. So we're, we're glad you're back to full size. Yeah, it's weird. They ne- in the movies they never illustrate that the uh, reembiggening uh, causes a loss of memory, but there you have it. The, well, now we know science, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, pitch. that's what Yo. happens, man. I f- realized, uh, speaking of that quote recently, um, that for the first time ever, I think I'm ready to go back and for rewatch. The first time it- it's like the song. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Rewatch Breaking Bad. Oh, I thought you were talking about Frozen. So I've still got a few episodes left of Better Call Saul. Mm hmm. Um, and then I Get think good man, I know. Well, things have been crazy, but Bet- between like knee surgery and then everything up to vacation and work has been like seriously nuts. Like I've just not had time to watch that many things that require brain power. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I might be ready to go back and watch. And I'm wondering if I'm going to regret it because I remember wh- some of breaking bad was really annoying. <laughs> It was a, one of the best shows ever, but there were episodes that were such a slog, especially the entire season that starts off with the stuffed animal floating in the pool every episode. Oh, that was the John Delancey season. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I think I might I might be ready to actually rewatch that show, which the reason why I bring that up is because several times I thought about it. I'm like, no, it was great, but no. Oh, so you haven't seen the most recent Better Call Saul? No, I that have not. entitled... Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, I very much have not. <laughs> okay. Then you'll really want to go back and watch it. Oh, good. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That makes me happy. Because I don't know. I've been seeing more like Heisenberg memes and stuff for whatever reason. There's been a, a greater influx. Maybe it's just the heat. It's very hot. Probably because of that lately. last episode. Oh, they got a, and plus they got a uh, statue. In oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesse and, and Heisenberg for some reason. Yeah, there's a statue in Albuquerque. <laughs> that is correct. Hey, these guys are good meth dealers. Yeah. Hooray. Make a statue out of that. Let's them. just <laughs> own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shoot, uh, you know, a uh, foreign correspondent in the UK, Steve Potter, did go to Albuquerque just to visit the Breaking go the Breaking Bad tour. Remember that? I do. Yeah. yeah he was on a documentary of some sort that I still haven't found. Oh, really? I forgot about that. 
Yeah. Ah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's, boy, that goes back to the early days of Fly Casual right there. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Which I only now realize is that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, welcome uh, back, ladies and germs, to another Fly Casual. Episode 351. Thank you. Do that Woo. every time. <laughs> 351. <laughs> I'm your basement proprietor when I am not uh, schlunk, uh, Mr. What? Corey T. Wilson. Uh, you heard him, Schlunk. You know, have you ever, have you ever seen uh, have you ever seen the South Pacific? The, Schlunkin huh? heads, and they're like, "What?" And she goes, "Is Schlunk?" What South Pacific? Is, is that, that like a- that Rodgers and Hammerstein musical? Come on, Garrick, you're a musical guy. Now? There is nothing like a dame. Nothing in the world has a soft and wavy frame like the silhouette of a dame. Nope. Mm-hmm. Bali high, we'll they do anything else? You. Uh, no. One hit wonders, those guys. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> so I've never heard of them. Yeah. yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. But, uh, but yeah, schlunk. I was schlunk down. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, now I'm back. Back again. From outer space. Corey's back. Guess who's back? Uh, oh, we're doing tell, that. So. Tell um, one of your pals, tell a homie. <laughs> go and find that homie go, and tell them go and find that one homie in your life <laughs> greetings homie <laughs> <laughs> hello fellow homie anyway now as the b52s yep across from me is an empty chair where mike would go if his wife wasn't a degenerate gambler yep I, I'd he like some money and she spends it yep uh, <laughs> that's exactly how it works i'd like to make jokes I'd like to make jokes about Mike and venereal diseases, but it's not a laughing matter when Mike has to go and play Fortnite on some spotty hotel Wi-Fi while his <laughs> wife is downstairs pulling on a stogie, throwing throwing nickels in the nickel slots with you know like, with a bunch of old people that got bust over from their time at home around her. <laughs> in my mind, that's how it is. Emily's sitting there with a bunch of blue haired biddies. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that her uh, thing of choice there in the nickel slots? I doubt it, but I bet I'm I'm betting she doesn't do the high dollar slots very often because that that is a great way to just drain your budget. And I I know because I've been to a casino exactly one time. <laughs> probably sits at that Wheel of Fortune slot machine, dude. Seriously, Pretty popular, right? I'm gonna tell you what know. the one that we went when we went to the one in French Lick the the hot there were two hot machines, Lord of the Rings. And Monopoly. Oh, Lord of the Rings. So we sat down at the Monopoly machine and we were up like 150 bucks, no Damn. time. Walk and away. then we very much were not also oh, in no time. That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You got no one to fold them. You know what? You got to know what to do is not scan your card. Got no one to walk At every away. machine. And I told my wife this. I, they give you a card when you go to casinos. They're like, yeah, scan it because that way we know we know how much money you spend and we'll give you benefits like a free night at the hotel or free steak dinner. Ooh. No, they won't. They will oh. keep track of your winnings so that they can drain it. Do not use the card. Um, and like crypto. Yeah, it is. It's a total scam. The cards a one hundred percent scam. Uh, they they really do track everything and try to influence you uh, to your detriment. However, if you're a degenerate like Mike and Emily, uh, I say Mike and Emily because I don't want to just put on Emily, but it's really just Emily. Um, yeah. <laughs> They actually Mike just goes for the drinks. They get a lot of free stuff. 
They do get a lot of free stuff. Uh, like that it, was not our experience, but it was just I, the one time. Mike's uh, a whale. Not many it's, people it's know not that. Free. It, yeah, they get a lot of stuff for losing their money at them. <laughs> but the way I understand it, they don't lose that much. I mean, they give a nice weekend away, and they don't end up spending much because they get their rooms. Sometimes they get like discount rooms or rooms for free and stuff. Like apparently, it's called comping the room, Corey. Yeah. Jeez. So apparently. For a nice weekend away, they're not really out that much money. So if you but enjoy, and I will say, have, do they have Mr. T's Tiger? <laughs> that I don't know. I don't. I've never been to the Is casino. Tiger? To. Oh, so. I played a slot machine once. Oh yeah, in Reno in a the biggest, the biggest little city. <laughs> yeah, the biggest little city. I played it in a grocery store. Was, <laughs> Are you sure you weren't in Maryland at a gas station? <laughs> I put a quarter in, and I, I did the thing, and I got two quarters out, and I'm like, I'm done forever. Yep. Double you my came out, yeah. I'm walking away. Yep. You're, you're, well, you'll, I, you'll meet St. Peter with a grin on your face for that one. <laughs> went out front and bought me a Coke. So the, the, day. the Lord of the Rings machine was the other hot one, and I say it was Is hot. It based on the movie or the books? The movies. Oh. I say it was hot because so no Tom Bombadil? there was this old lady playing it. She no, stopped no barrel whites. She stopped playing when she was up 25 grand. What? Yeah, she would not. At one point, she got up to use the bathroom and made her husband guard the machine because it kept paying out. I was the first one to use the machine after they left. I did not win. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang, she's using some Gandalf magic, on dude. Shit. Like seriously, she knew the old ways. She, she, yeah. <laughs> did you did you ask her if she was from from the east? I didn't. I didn't. But like, I wouldn't you be have surprised. To put your money in a certain way for it to pay out, dude. I don't know how it works because I believe me, I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> I mean, we I, our budget. How do you do it so I know how not to do it? Uh, I didn't think <laughs> about it that hard. <laughs> and when I did, it didn't help. <laughs> Honestly, the way to do it. It, my advice don't say gamble. how much don't money gamble. how much money am i willing to lose today you know like okay two of cents. us two of us going to disney 300 bucks i don't want to lose Dis <laughs> i don't want to lose Di well okay Seriously? without eating <laughs> yeah without eating just, just, in a hotel. Just, tickets. <laughs> just tickets just tickets yeah just tickets it's 200 bucks for two people right so i don't want to lose i don't want to lose two people 300 bucks for two people i don't want to lose disney money <laughs> If you want to do the fast pass, you're, you're going to have to chuck it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, when we went, we said, all right, our losses are 150 bucks. So if we feel like we're losing quickly, we need to start playing the cheaper stuff. You know what I mean? Make it last because we're not there to win. Winning will be great, but we're there to have fun yeah. playing the game. So this is our comfort zone of if we lose this much money, we'll say, well, we had a couple days of a good time. And that's what we did. So and the first day we got up so high that it lasted most of the day before we hit our almost our budget. The next day Target we went you. back and we had like forty dollars left in our budget, and it drained in an hour. And we're like, "All right, we're done." <laughs> you know, you didn't do a hundred and fifty net like you had in your free drinks. That's like no, because they did not have free alcoholic drinks. They had free soda, and all they Ew. had was like Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite, oh, which geez. that's fine. But I even at the time I wasn't drinking a lot of sugary soda. Uh, now yeah. I drink almost none. Uh, but I, uh, I, I was like, well, I can sit around and drink Coke all day, but then I'm going to feel miserable. <laughs> you should be slinging that Mountain Dew so people stay up later. Yeah. Get the that up, caffeine. The upside was that even though in our state you can't smoke indoors, you can smoke in the casino. So it yeah. was, it's weird because almost nobody is. 
So the air is pretty clean. It doesn't smell like one of those dank, old, smoke-infested bowling alleys. You can, <laughs> 90s bowling alley. Right, right. You can kind of sense it because it's in the carpets and stuff a little, but that place was immaculately clean. And so I felt like I, I got a pack of cigarettes because I was, you know, I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to smoke in a casino. I want to be, I want to, because it's the only one time I'm going to be a casino, I'm going to smoke. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is back when I was still smoking quite a bit. And, uh, and I, I sat down and I opened up a pack of cigarettes and I'm looking around waiting for someone to like jump out of a bush that isn't there, jump out of a potted plant and like, got ya, you know, like Dwight Schrute jumps out and like, ah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it, it was actually, it was unnerving at first. It took me a while to get comfortable. Like, I didn't even know how to, our generation, like, I didn't even know, like, should I look for an ashtray? Are there ashtrays? Are, are those, do people still make <laughs> ashtrays? Like, it's so different from the image in my head, my whole life of old 60s casinos movies and stuff like that. James Bond. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because I hit, you know, it was long after that where I went for the first and only time thus far. My wife does. She wants to go back. But that's one of those things. It's literally like, let's save money with the intention that it's going to just drain. That's how you have a good time. Say, I'm going to go and just have fun so, pressing buttons and playing games. So if you do it the Corey's way, you know you're going to lose all your money. And if you're wrong... That's a win, so win, win. My advice to everybody mm-hmm. is go in, don't have a budget, just spend like crazy. <laughs> like you're going to win every yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll, you'll eventually, eventually win. Out, yeah. yeah. Law of averages, you're going to come out, you know. Yeah. The law, the law yeah. of averages. Even, right? <laughs> the law of averages says that if you bet on black or red and roulette, you'll win 50% of the times. Yeah. So do Not that. true for me. <laughs> Not even close. I played. I I I put low bets in, and I played five times and lost every time betting on a black or red. And I went, "I'm out." <laughs> you got to bet on the same color every time. Well, I was. I was. I was using. I was using the Wesley shit. Snipes principle. Always bet black. on black. Oh yeah! Come on, Passenger Fifty Seven, y'all. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you remember that movie? Back no. before the tax evasion, it's, it's been it's been a while. I know it's like it's, it's back in the back in like the days of like Speed Two, Cruise Control, and stuff like that, where everybody was getting action. Was that movie. after Demolition Man? Yes, I believe so. Oh. Because Every, Demolition yeah, Man, Wesley Snipes was still he was not a leading he man peaked. just yet. He, he peaked, peaked at, right after that. No, he peaked at Demolition Man. No, no, come on, Blade Man. Oh yeah, damn it. Yeah, that was that after Demolition. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, he yeah. Blade. Seriously, Blade Wesley was awesome. Snipes was the up and comer still. Yeah, I forget Blade. Dude. Yeah, dude. Blade and oh, Passenger Fifty Seven. That movie still holds up. U.S. Marshals, The Fugitive and Part Two. U.S. Marshal Boogaloo. Oh, I forgot yeah. he was in that. That's a good movie. The problem it was, is. it just wasn't The Fugitive. Also, it's confusing to do a movie that's like a, a remake of an old TV show and then do a sequel that doesn't have the lead character from the movie or the old TV show. <laughs> yeah, Richard Kimball, man. I don't care. I don't care. Best line. Yeah. Best line in a two two hour and 45 minute action movie ever. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> Except in the opposite I don't order. Care. Yeah. Anyway, over there, Master Control. <laughs> what we're just now to me. Is Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Uh, how you doing? Uh-huh. I'm doing great. <laughs> great. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I know. It's nice to see your glowing face. I know. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy so, to be here. So um, <laughs> I, I, just to let you know, I broke into your house. I know. Yeah. So, so teaching you well. <laughs> Howie trying to get into, when I was too shrunk to open the door, trying to get into yeah. the house for, to record the podcast. 
I uh, didn't realize that the last time we recorded, I have an Ethernet cable that I unplug from my switch to directly into the computer that goes to yeah, but that we run Discord on so we can have Garrick all bright and beautiful. Yeah, that's me. I have another switch. I just haven't bothered to hook up. I just keep jockeying the cable. Did not unjockey the cable the last time we recorded before that. Therefore, the thing that controls the garage door opener through the Wi-Fi, not connected at all. Well, it's not through the Wi-Fi. It's wired. And it wasn't connected at all. So I'm I'm out across the country. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know where you were. You were just shrunk. Yeah. And I and how he's like, I need to be let in. And I'm like sharing codes with him and Mike to let themselves in on their cell phones. And I forgot. That- I, I just want to see you like jumping up and down on your phone. No, no. Trying to share <laughs> I wasn't codes. jumping up and down. I was like thousands of feet in the air. I paid for the plane. Yeah, but you were jumping up and you're so small. You're jumping I know. Up. No, but I, I had a I had a flight attendant help me. I, they hear you. Um, I hit the call button. I had the I had the strength and height of a normal <laughs> sized person, <laughs> which is taller than usual. <laughs> like, how does facial recognition work when you're that? Small? No, 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 dude. I do thumbprint recognition. It's a very fine resolution. You get really close to <laughs> those pixel phones are out of control, man. <laughs> but I seriously, I paid for the plain Wi-Fi to let you in before realizing <gasps> it's not plugged in and then apparently as you stated with no other detail because no more was necessary you garricked your way into my house yes <laughs> which right is passage baby that's what we call breaking and entry <laughs> <laughs> no that sounds bad when you say it that way it's like a crime when you say when it that I, when way. i when this happened i turned to mike and i said that's why you have a deadbolt <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding uh the thing is most doors have the deadbolt combined with the lock and that door does too. So I'm sitting there going, wow, several things failed in order to allow you to break in. So yes, additional, <laughs> additional, just like on one door, there's now a sliding bolt because that's the one Garrick used to break into regularly. <laughs> oh, yeah. The additional security measures will be taken in the future. Yeah. And the other, uh, the other switch will be hooked up. So that's no longer <laughs> <an issue. laughs> Hey, Crosspot, you've been Hardy. Hey! I'm here. You sure are, man. I know. Yeah, I do have to Feeling say thank good. you to Garrick because he's the one who showed awesome. me how to do that. I'm I'm an inspiration to everyone who aspires to break an into. I have I've, tried, I've, I've and I've it. only successfully been able to do it one I've, time. I've had to do it twice, and I've been successful twice. Was it here both times? No. Where was the other one? Uh, at our old house on Clay Street. Oh, really? You were locked out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Garrick pretty much watched a thousand seventies sitcoms and applied it somehow to real life. <laughs> yeah, Dra- Dragnet told me yeah. everything about how to break in oh, the yeah, stuff. Like, I kind of want to yeah. buy a uh, had that a Colonel lock Potter pick, a lock picking thing, and I just want to. Yeah, it doesn't get you added to any lists when no. you do that. Not at all. No. no. <laughs> my you my get advice: on the dark web. Yeah, no. My advice: dark a flea web. market somewhere in the south. <laughs> Because they have all that shady stuff and no paperwork. Yeah. Uh, and don't use your credit oh, card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, only cash. Card. Also, you oh, can... Oh, they're even better. He's also, you can buy handmade pocket knives from Butterbean. I learned this. Oh. I met, I met Butterbean. Will he punch you? No, he was in a wheelchair. Not Butterbarn? Oh. No, I didn't meet Butterbarn. I met Butterbean. Uh, uh, that dude, like, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He was, like, a genuinely sweet dude. 
It reminded me of that scene in the what's that movie with uh, Richard Pryor and Jackass. Uh, Gene Wilder where they go to jail oh. and they have that really big bald Blazing saddles. I'm no, that's definitely not it. But there might have been. But they were both in that movie. So they're in jail and there's this giant bald dude who's like their cellmate and he's like just looks like really rough. And at one point he starts singing down in the valley, the valley, and he's got the most beautiful voice. That's what meeting Butterbean was like. I was like, this giant bald dude, and he's like the sweetest guy I've ever met. And yeah, he like hand makes a bunch of stuff out of like uh, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, like stuff made out of like crocodile bones or was alligator it young bones. Frankenstein? Was that what it was? I'm sure it was. I'm sure that was the one. Oh. That's definitely it. Nailed it. First try. Was it the Frisco Kid? Yes. Also that one. Yeah. It was all of them, really. Yeah. They really, they really had Ford a shtick, and they stuck to it. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford was in Frisco Kid. He was. Right. I'm going to yeah. rewatch that one. Been a long time. You know what else has been a long time since we had some news to talk about. So my understand, my understanding while I was in the quantum realm that you guys talked a little about about Comic Con. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not much. A little bit. A little bit. Well, suddenly YouTube is awash with Comic-Con trailers. I for- what? I for- I didn't even realize Comic-Con was going. I've been so busy, I had no idea it was even happening. Yeah, now we got Gen Con going on. Oh, my lord. Oh, yeah. yeah all the cons. Yeah. You don't get as many announcements out of Gen Con. No. Yeah. I you mean, do, but nothing like movie, comic. Yeah. I feel like TV Gen Con's really more do. my speed. I feel like at yeah. Comic-Con, I would loathe everyone and everything about it. I'm just, it's going yeah. to be too big and out of control for me. I'm old, see? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to get into anything because you need that, to, like... Dude, I felt that way at, at the last two celebrations that I went to. The two of the yeah. last two of the three I've, I've been to. I've been... Yeah. Those types of things don't interest me anymore. Like, I would go to Gen Con again, but Celebration or Comic-Con now. I, yeah, I, it's I, like... No, I'm sorry. It's Indianapolis Comic Con. Even I would do that. Hell yeah! You can't yeah. get into anything. That's a good one. It, yeah, you can't. It you feels. Know. It feels. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna put on my woolen knit cap. I'm gonna grow my beard out a little bit. Put on some like oddly John Lennon round glasses, and oh, say hipster. It it feels too commercialized. <laughs> yeah. What? It's not a. It's what? not even about comics anymore, man. I know, man. It doesn't have to be it's, about comics. It's just literally man, like all, paid it's advertising. Like movies and TVs, man. That's just they're using you as an audience for promotion, which that's cool if you're in the audience. But to be in the audience, if you have to stand in a line for six hours, f the b out of that. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. I'm too old for that crap. My time is too valuable. Put, yeah. g- I'm going to go to the commercial hall and buy little figurines for too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You do. That's what Gen Con's that, all about. That's my favorite. That vendor floor. That's my favorite Man. place. Yeah. 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 That's I like will, the happiest place on earth. I don't even have to buy anything, but just going around yeah. and seeing all Heck yeah, man. Just, just seeing stuff. Just have a whole booth, a whole like... Tr- okay. Like, 20 by 20 booth full of just dice. I sent you guys a couple pictures yes, from dice. from when I was in Boise well, being, being treated for my microscopism. Be real soon here. 
I was in Boise, Idaho, being treated from a microscopic precipism. My precipism. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> oh, what about your priapism? <laughs> my priapism. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys don't understand how hard it is to be so small and so big at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, I assume uh, there's a lot of dragging involved. <laughs> <laughs> Everything shrunk except, except that the, the, the ween. I was the worst episode of uh, the boys ever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, I was out in the Boise, Idaho, and beautiful, very hot, very dry heat. As the kids say, as the old people say, and also they have potatoes there, like for real. Yeah, actually, yeah, nice, legit. Uh, there's nice. a lot of potato themed things, except for the fact that Boise proper has is like so. You know how a lot of you know how California has lost uh, like congressional seats because their population is shrinking when compared to the rest of the country's growth. Um, most of those people are going to Texas. The second, I believe, Texas? the second highest place they're going is Boise weird and there are so there's such a humongous influx of california transplants there because boise it's like it's like true red uh libertarianism mixed with like sweet high five it's like that marijuana middle where the left and the right meet <laughs> <laughs> except i don't know i don't know that anything's legal there i have no idea but it is it is a beautiful beautiful country. It's like desert and mountains and ski resorts all within an hour of each other. It's crazy. But uh one thing I noticed we were driving uh through and we saw a Lego store that is not a Lego store. What? It, it was called like Brick something. And Brick-topia? we looked it, it was something like that, right? And we were like and it was closed. And we're like, "Oh, my mom goes, "Oh, well, there's another one. There's another one over closer Ooh. to where, you know, where we were staying." And we're like, oh, and I think that one was called Bricknology. Like that? <laughs> Bricknology? Bricknology. I'm going to shout these effers out. This was just a normal little strip mall store. Now, I say that it's actually in a very upscale area and everything's really nice there. We walk into this place and I, you, you might as well have walked me into Hall H, dude. It was amazing in this tiny little store how much stuff, how much Lego they had. And like my wife, who doesn't give a crap, was enthralled. My daughter was over the moon, and I was just sitting there wishing I had way more money than I had. Right? <laughs> Dim Legos is expensive. Like all the Star Wars, um, all the uh, the mm. b- the heads, you know, the helmets. Yeah. And I didn't realize that they made a Dark no, Trooper. No. What? Yeah, there was a Dark Trooper helmet there. I've got a couple oh, of. I've got. A, I've got a, a Scout Trooper, and I think I've got. Boba Fett, I believe. Ooh. I haven't assembled either of them. I got them both in the box. Can and I'm you, looking, there's a oh, dark I'm trooper. You're looking around for it and stealing it. It was, I think, it was 70 bucks, yeah, and I is. almost bought it right there, that except so for the fact that I bought my daughter like a, a 50 or $60 Lego Friends bowling alley that she had never seen. <laughs> and it's got like, it, you, it opens up, and it's got the bowling alley, the arcade, the karaoke room, the whole night. It was, I mean, for the Lego Friends, which I'm not a big fan of, it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty damn cool. But like the displays, dude, in this like store, which is just a modest little store. Oh my word, the number of things they had on display in the walls. Of course, everything's at like a 20 degree angle and stacked because there's not enough room to have everything full on displayed like in the toy aisle at a Target. You, you've got to pay attention and dig because they had so 
much stuff. More Star Wars stuff than I'd ever seen. They have discontinued Whoa. stuff at collector level mm. prices. In the back, yeah. they have recently oh, discontinued, and it's still Ooh. at the regular price Ooh. until it's not. So you can go back in the back Ooh. hallway and get that last minute stuff. But there was still like things I don't know if they were even official. Like there in the back, there was I sent you guys a picture. It was Kevin McAllister's house from Home Alone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I'd yeah. never seen that, and I was like freaking out. I was like, "Who did this? Like why?" And you know, it even had like the back door of the neighbor's house with the water trickling down the steps and stuff <laughs> like that. Like I was just, I was over the moon in this. I've been to an official Lego store before, and yeah. I was not half as impressed not even close as I was to the level of loved and love and organization put and, and the displays, the middle of the store into this little tiny store. I didn't know that non-official Lego stores existed. Yeah. I didn't know that either. They have two of them uh, in Boise Two at least allowed that I know of. Wow. Boise, big Lego area. There's nothing nothing to, they can't tell you what you can sell in your store. Right. So if you make a store and you, and you just sell Legos, if you got a market, and I'm going to tell you what Lego store. I'm going to tell you what the store was crowded enough to know, and it was a well, weekday. That's why they don't call themselves Lego, whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And they had they also. I mean, they had Duplo stuff that I'd never saw before. Like my kid was like wanting a couple of the Duplo things because they were really cool, and I was like, I'm not going to buy you Duplos. They were cheaper, and I'm like, I'm not going to buy you Duplos because you're going to lose interest in them more quickly. <laughs> and Duplos. she's like, Oh, but like. When have you ever gone anywhere and go, oh, those Duplos look cool? It's been a while, right? <laughs> they had That's cool true. Duplo sets. I was, yeah, I'm like, I'm seriously jealous. And I know if we got one of these stores in Fort Wayne, it probably wouldn't last at all. You know, it just wouldn't. Aww. People wouldn't have the faithfulness. But uh, like, it was a during the day on a weekday. Now, obviously, it's the summer, so kids aren't in school. But like, it was pretty crowded. Not uncomfortably. But they were doing business. That register was not sitting idle. So mm. power to them. But man, it kind of got me jazzed up about Legos again. And I'm a little pissed off about it. <laughs> so there's that. That's news. No, I'm kidding. So some of the trailers that dropped at the Comic-Con. Let's jump right into it. Andor. Andor! A new trailer, like a full trailer. <laughs> With Andor's actually in it. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's crazy. They actually allowed it. This time they actually allowed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, little I, bit. I not a lot. The first time <laughs> yeah. he was not. He actually had a line or two in there, too, which was crazy. Dare I say that Andor looks more cinematic than all of the other Disney Plus? Oh, my God. It looked like a movie. Yeah. Really? Dude. I haven't seen it yet. It is a crazy cinematic. Like, it's got all those Rogue One trailer elements, which, granted, only a few Uh of which were in the movie. But like, like the where like you get these massive sweeping establishing shots, like all this like crazy, like symmetry, like beautiful. Most of it's CGI, I'm sure. But beautiful, beautiful foot, beautiful bubble. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Makes Footage, you're still recovering like, from it's the embiggening. Yeah. It's yeah. It, my tongue is not quite the right size and shape. <laughs> yeah, it um, makes a uh, Boba Fett look like the '90s sci-fi original. Yes, yeah. it's exactly. Crazy. Like I say, it looks better than any of the other stuff on Disney Plus for Star Wars. Knowing that I don't want to rag on the Mando Mandalorian because I love Mando. I love Mando. I really do. Yeah. But yeah, it made Boba Fett look like trash and it made, oh, not trash. It made, like what Kirk said, 
made it look like yeah. 90 sci-fi original and it made uh obi-wan look like duplos that are not cool looking <laughs> <laughs> it's just the brick and the like half brick but with the curved edge yeah no and then the four the four stud brick with the yellow one with the black yeah. eye on the side well, someone that yeah. sat on them and so there's <laughs> you can't quite make a duck out of it but you can make half of one i guess yeah it's, it's like is it it's kind of an ostrich allegedly <laughs> so what a great cast too. They got they got Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, dude. Like, like they apparently got, has a major role. They got Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they got Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Whatever. I mean, like I'm looking at it going. I don't know who the hell all these Imperials are, but I kind of want to know. Here's here's an interesting <laughs> tidbit. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays Mon Mothma. Yeah. And Revenge of the Sith, yep. Rogue One, also does the voice of Moira in Overwatch. Shut up! I did not know that. Huh? Yeah. Red hair. Yeah. You got to have a voice yeah. that matches the hair, apparently. Yeah. 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 I uh, yeah, good stuff. I, as you guys know, for many years, <laughs> oh, have yeah. been totally who gives a rat's ass about an Andor series. Mm-hmm. But after Obi Wan. <laughs> I'm like, man, that Andor series is looking really damn good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's at the end of that trailer. We get some Saw Gerrera, baby. Yeah, dude. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Lazy oh, Eye yeah. himself <laughs> is back as Saul Gerrera. Yeah. Looks like they had some of his uh, cronies from the, the movie. They had yes. Bennett, Benthic Two Tubes or whatever the hell his name is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that too. I'm like, I recognize some of these characters from Rogue One. But the big thing is there's all these Imperials, young and old, that I have no idea who mm-hmm. they are, but I'm actually interested, and I did not they expect that They got the ICB, happen. too. They got the white uniform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, nice nice call out. I, uh, yeah. I'm suddenly, what I'm hoping. Or ISB, not ICB. Yeah. My bad. I, I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse, yeah. ICP. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I... I'm hoping, and and I I I keep saying after Obi Wan, but I really I'm trying to not put Obi Wan in this mental equation at all. But I'm thinking and hoping that this is going to be a slightly more cerebral Star Wars. Kind of seems like it, it. looks like it. I have no it idea what the plot mature. is. It seems more yeah. mature than the rest of them have been. Oh hey, I'm a Star Wars mole. I'm Zach Braff. Obi Wan would have to be, but. I'm still disappointed. Yeah, how could it not be? Yeah, I, I still have. I'm still disappointed that it's like here we're doing a property. Uh, here we're doing a story about something we already know the outcome, and it's the only one anybody's putting any love into. Or yeah, I shouldn't say love. I should just say skill. God, I hate saying that. I really do because a lot of people in Obi Wan, I have liked. Mm-hmm. Man. Anyway, Andor. Looking good. I sound like the dude from Diamond City Radio. Uh. <laughs> One more thing about Andor. The the uh, person who's directing the first few episodes and the creator, uh, Tony, or no, the director's Toby Haynes. Okay. He did the Black Mirror episode, USS Callister. One of the best episodes ever. The f- first one I watched. Yeah. So should be interesting. That was really good. I, wanna, yeah. I need to go back and watch more Black Mirror. <clears throat> that needs to go back on my docket. Kinda, do ya? <laughs> I do. I've only seen four Some episodes. Of them mess you up. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that right now. <laughs> you know, I don't need stuff that'll mess me up because I'm watching The Office for the tenth time. Oh so. yeah. 
That's 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 comfort food at this point. Ah. Mm, nom, nom, nom. So that was a trailer that I really enjoyed. Ready for another one? Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. What? Yeah. Two. You know what oh, there's not God. in Black Panther? Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. The last shot. Anything. The last shot you get Black Panther's butt and his yeah. claws and it's mm. gold, not purple. Oh. So I'm wondering if that lends itself that toward the theory that they were going to bring back Killmonger somehow. Because mm. well, they never... They never found his body, right? Well, no, he has to be buried at sea. Oh, yeah. Let me break it down for you. Ready? So the whole conflict in this movie, the way the trailer shapes it up, is it basically Wakanda versus the Atlanteans. Namor! Yeah, Namor is straight up all up in this, dude. That is crazy. I know, dude. Who thought Namor would ever come to <laughs> the MCU, but it's there. And it's looking good. So the way at one point it shows like a bunch of what I'm presuming to be Atlanteans like attacking a boat or something. I'm wondering if for some reason they needed to recover Killmonger's body at sea to resurrect him, kind of like they had to do with T'Challa in the first Black Panther movie. They needed his body. Uh, yeah. Remember, they had to keep him on ice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they're doing the same thing because it's clear that T'Challa dies. In the trailer, they talk about, you know, Chadwick Boseman uh, obviously passed away. Uh, and I, I, I don't oh. I don't feel cheesy or cliche saying tragically. That dude really was like coming into the peak and his own and awesome when it happened. So it, it still stinks. But um, so, yeah, I, apparently T'Challa dies in this movie because the whole first half of the trailer is there's a lot of mourning. There's Angela Bassett. Bassett who plays the mm -hmm. queen talking about how she's lost her whole family and everything, which is interesting because her daughter <laughs> is oh, in the trailer like who also the, the tech chick T'Challa's sister who was all like the tech, her, his tech lackey. Cause every Marvel superhero has got to have a tech lackey except for Tony Stark. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she looks ripped like shredded like she was cute in the first movie and now i'm afraid she would kick my butt and <laughs> is still cute hot <laughs> in a kick my butt kind of way and so like i'm looking at this going well is she the new because they were talking about female black panther but i'm also like well phase four is going hard and heavy in the female superheroes so how deep are they gonna go we're gonna go 80 90 percent female because you also have you ready for this in this trailer ironheart the chick Who's picking up the she iron? She was in there? Yes. Ah, that actress notice. is in there. And you see her actually cutting a heart out of metal, presumably vibranium. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, maybe I did see that. Yeah. So, so you're getting Ironheart in this movie, too. So I was like, well, would they really go with a female Black Panther at the same time that, you know, you got all these other female, like, fled features coming out? Like, you don't want to go 95%. You know, if you swing 70%, you're already going deep, right? And I mean, granted, Disney doesn't seem to have a very heavy, effective barometer these days on these types of things in terms of like cultural sensitivity on all sides. But uh, I'm wondering if, yeah, they are actually going to go the Killmonger comes away. Michael B. Jordan is yeah. a heavier hitter than a one movie thing. You can't give that dude up. He's amazing. Yeah. Also, he's already been two characters in the <laughs> Marvel, <laughs> the Fox Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I uh, yeah, I, I, I really like T'Challa's sister a lot. 
Um, I'm also I've also heard that it could be Lupita Nyong'o who takes up the mantle, Black Panther. Oh, interesting. But I feel like I would have recognized her, but <laughs> because she is so well proportioned, such a beautiful woman, and that was not her butt on screen. Mm. Granite, wrap it in black leather. Who knows? But the gold trim is what makes me think maybe it was mm. Killmonger. It could always be Martin Freeman. It no, could I- be. Old, there could be a could be a chance. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's always a chance of bringing the wormy little Brit. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. They're saying it. So yeah, yeah, that trailer was looking pretty. Like I've been wondering this whole time, what are they? Everybody's been wondering what are they going to do, and I'm. They've definitely piqued my interest. I'm not looking at this going, oh, which was a good bet. Honestly, a good bet was that after Chadwick Boseman died, the pieces were just going to be too hard to pick up. The trailer made it look good. So I'm excited about that one. What else yeah, did we have, Garrick? I think we were going to talk about She-Hulk. She-Hulk. The uncanny valley of She-Hulk. <laughs> and I will say it looked a lot better than the original. And they're still two months away, trailer. man. Yeah. They're still well, two months away. No, it's this month, isn't it? Oh, my like, gosh. Is it? August. It's August. <gasps> what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the CG still isn't great in this trailer. It's better. Yeah, it's not super. I don't care. That show out the eighteenth. It look. It's a thirty-minute comedy. It looks fun. Yeah, like yeah, maybe I'm. I'm. I don't. I know it's going to be sillier than most of their properties. I don't want it to be Ms. Marvel silly, and I say that because <laughs> Ms. Marvel at some points was serious, and at some points was. Totally ridiculous. We I haven't talked much about that. Yeah. Did you guys they talk about Ms. Marvel while I was while I was schlunk? No. Okay. They couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> like the the tone was shifting too much. It was. It it, it felt like quicksand. It, it felt like you, there was no yeah shifting. Very very well put. Like I, I like the I kind of like the beginning part where her illustrations were around. You know. Yeah. When it was super I, I was, heavily stylized, I was like, okay. I was really. I was like, this is good. It's fun. And then it. And then the second episode still had some of that, but kind of backed off a lot. And then the third episode just forgot. (laughs) Yeah, and then it was just like sadness. You're like, oh. Yeah, and then it was the history of Pakistan, which I will will credit Ms. Marvel. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this. Wait a minute. Oh, poor kids! I stepped on his foot. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if y'all know this. But in America, they don't teach crap about the history of Eastern nations. <laughs> Anything except America. <laughs> like, at all. You get, a little America, Euro- you get some European history. Even American history is super spotty. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. We, but you get, you get American history. You get some European. You get a smidge of Russian. You don't get crap about... India, basically any Asian nation that's not China or Russia. You don't even get much China. You don't get not much, Japan. not much China, but a teensy smidge. You don't get they any weren't in. participating in any of the world wars that much. Yeah. So <laughs> I did actually. I did not. And 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 I'm actually kind of ashamed. And I'm not saying this like, oh, I'm a straight white guy in America. I need to be like. I actually was like kind of ashamed that I have so little knowledge of you know, how Pakistan was split off 
from India for the Muslim following after you know after the revolution. I after after what did they what what's the name of it? Oh man! When yeah, when Britain oh, packed man. up. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, the name is in it a lot, and I've already forgotten it. Like, I seriously <laughs> need to do some reading because that's a huge gap in my knowledge. So I learned from Ms. Marvel about some of that, but at, while I was learning it, I didn't know if it was the right vehicle. I was questioning it. Like, I was like, I'm glad I'm learning this, but I don't know if it's adding to my Ms. Marvel experience. <laughs> that's I mean, I, I, I'm trying yeah. to put it as honestly as I can. I'm like, yeah, I like this, but I've... I feel it'd be great if someone eased me into this in like something that's not like an eight episode series, like mm-hmm. yeah. maybe a, a few seasons of a series. You in season two, you dig me in, you know? Yeah, I liked her family. Her like uh, media family was like amazing. Oh my gosh, her the, dad and her her mom and dad were just perfect. The, yes, sister in law were great. The dad, like, the dad was a heart. Dad, that oh guy God. was a heart. He and then so the mom. Good. At first, you don't like the mom, but then she kind of steals your heart. It's a little whiplash with her character, but like she's great. And the brother's yeah. just charming as all get out. <laughs> yeah, he's N- so good. And that doesn't say anything about Ms. Marvel herself. And she was just the sweetest. I had, I'm not familiar. Enough, I'm, I'm aware of the character. I've played some of the PS4 game that was atrocious. And I liked that. <laughs> but beyond that, I'm not familiar with the character, the actress they selected. She's extremely likable and enjoyable. Yeah. She's, per- she was the perfect awkward. Now they did. Yeah. Good monkey call. with her, her origin a little oh, bit. Oh, like, a little. She was supposed to be an inhuman, like the Terrigen mist, like, Gave her her powers instead of some gauntlets. Now, but I l- guess b- 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 that b- wasn't really what gave her the. But powers. before you go on, let's let's remember, Inhumans exist because of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because they could use mutants. Yeah, they could not use mutants in the MCU, and Marvel had sold the rights to mutants to Fox. So when they did that, they didn't want to feature new mutants in any of the comic series because they couldn't turn them into sellable properties outside of comics themselves. So that's why they came up with Inhumans, which is basically a manufactured mutant. It's a mutant who's like, I'm not born a mutant, but then I went, it smells funny. I'm a mutant. So, (laughs) I mean, that's what an Inhuman is. You breathe in some gas, become a mutant. And so... I am 100% on board with the MCU paving right over that. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, they basically, in the last episode, and Howie, I don't know if you know this, and I know you're heavily vested. <laughs> He's so yeah, co-invested so in this. Uh, that mutants are now part of the MCU. It's official. Now, yeah. we got Professor X in, uh, in you know, 838. I didn't know. Multiverse. This. Yeah. But yeah, the last episode, uh, Bruno, who I don't know, his we parents don't, left him. He runs Bruno. No, but in this case, we will. Okay. Um, yeah. He lives above a convenience store that he also runs, and his parents left him. And I don't understand. He's also he is the T'Challa's sister of Miss Marvel, uh, <laughs> the tech lackey, yeah. also genetics expert, and realized that it's not just her lineage, but a mutation in her DNA that allows her to use her powers. So they drop the M word. Into the MCU finally, uh, and and six three six is that right? Six three six? Do I have it right? Six one six? Sure, why not? Sure, <laughs> I don't know the regular MCU universe. Um, yeah, I can't keep them straight. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, that's official. Mutants are a thing now. Um, it made sense. Yeah, made sense. And she's returning in the Marvels. 
Is that a, I think that's a movie. Yeah. In, yeah. The Marvels, Marvel. I think is an upcoming movie. And I don't know who's that going to have other than Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel, who, by the way, uh, post credit scene somehow oh, yeah. switch places. They freaky Friday each other. Did, she, did they, or I can't, I couldn't tell what was, I, was I, on. yeah, it's, it, it leaves it up, but basically Ms. Marvel's like, like, Whoa, and then she like, she wacky. I think she, um, what's the Harry Potter teleportation spell? <laughs> because <laughs> that's uh, what it looked like shoot dang it what's the word i can't remember ah! apparate yeah apparate. yeah she apparates like you know how in the movies like they whip around in like a ribbon when they apparate <laughs> yeah. she does that and then boom there's brie larson brie wait which one's the porn star brie, brie, olson. brie olson and brie, brie, larson. brie larson is standing there it's like Carol captain Dave. marvel standing there and she's like looks around and is like oh no so I, I didn't realize she was so short <laughs> they they downplayed it in the movie but yeah she's she's petite she's yeah. she's not she's not a well, hulking woman in the marvels are they're, they're they got brie larson you know or carol danvers they got miss marvel and they're bringing in monica rambeau back from oh good photon, Whoa, photon. Yeah, so monica's it, hot this might be this might be pretty good monica has such an unhealthy crush on her from <laughs> from wandavision Oh man, she a pretty lady, and I like that character oh, a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot. And so that's good. Okay, the three of them—that's enough. That, and they'll probably pepper in something else. They'll have uh, a little pepper. Nick Fury in there as well. Yeah, put a little pepper on it. A little pepper on it, Jerry. A little pepper. Um. So then, yeah, She Hulk. Back to that. Oh yeah, She Hulk. It looks silly, but at the same time. I'm still, I'm, I've said this many times. I like She-Hulk. I, as a child, was probably impacted unhealthily by She-Hulk's, like, latent over-sexualization. Because it was kind of like the character that owns it. <laughs> like, all female characters in comics were over-sexualized back then. But with She-Hulk, they were just like, don't even hide it. You know? And I kind of, it looks like the series is kind of like leaning into that silliness of it. But also, like, tying it back to the original, uh, not the original, but the Incredible Hulk movie, you know, mm -hmm. you've got Abomination back, and it is played by What's-His-Nuts. Yep. I almost said, guy. I almost said, guys in I almost said Neil Blomkamp. I'm like, wait a minute, that's the, the dude. What <laughs> the, other, the other guy that looks The other weird. Blomkamp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, the fact, and then the last shot, Garrick, do you remember the last shot of the, uh, of the trailer? Now, this is not yes, the teaser I from a do. few months ago, but the last shot. Yes, I do. It's a butt. It's another I butt. I that butt. It's oh, another I recognize butt. that butt. And it's holding Ooh. a couple of mm. sticks in its hand. My daughter yes. watches this and she goes, wait a minute. Who uses bow? Like, who uses staffs in, uh, I'm like, what hero uses staffs? I'm like, or what hero uses throwing sticks that have strings on them that you can bow, pull them back? And she looked really confused. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're not that far in. Daredevil. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. they really like showing butts. They do. There's a lot of teased butts in these trailers. Butt plus. Mm. I'm not complaining. Oh, I thought you were gonna say butt plugs. I'm yeah. glad you said butt plus. I did say butt plus. So yeah, it looks like we get a little daredevil because you got to have some attorney on attorney action. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, I hope, I hope he's more than a cameo. I hope he's like me too. Significantly, I want him to be a regular. They, Pulling Charlie Cox into Spider Man, you don't tease us with that without giving us more on our plate. Because they they announced. Uh, the Daredevil Disney Plus show coming out in like 2024. Oh, I, I might have missed the boat on that entirely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. And they're bringing back uh, D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Obviously, oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting how they frame that. You got to wait two years, though. That's all right. It's good to know there's things on the horizon. You know, it's like for Star Wars, a lot of things were over the horizon for a while and nothing in the immediate future. And then some things hit and were less great than expected. And there's still stuff coming. Mm-hmm. So granted, over the horizon, we have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> but <laughs> it's nice. I like knowing that a couple years out, there's something in the in the pipe. That, that makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah, the the thing that against Daredevil, it's called uh, Born Again. That's the name of the interesting show, religious which is, overtones. Which is, well, there's a there was a one of the best friends of Daredevil is called Born Again, and it was a very very depressing arc. <laughs> so we'll see. I <laughs> also I wonder if they'll mix in some of the Kevin Smithy stuff, like the kind of like uh, like what was it like kind of quasi revelations anti yeah. antichrist kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, in uh, Born Again, like Karen Page basically becomes like a uh, prostitute and, and sells out uh, Matt Murdock's secret identity for like Coke money. Oh, interesting. So, uh, <laughs> and then and then Kingpin like slowly like takes apart his life. Ooh, <laughs> that could yeah. be really stressful. So, good. Yeah, it could be really good or really depressing. Also, the chick that plays Karen Page, although she annoyed the piss out of me in True Blood, in Daredevil, she was amazeballs, and I feel like she could handle that kind of complexity yeah. very well. Oh, yeah. She was awesome in Daredevil, so. Anyway, did we have, I mean, there were some other ones. Did we have any other ones we wanted to talk about? There was another series that was not Marvel-related, so how you probably get into it more. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Oh, no, no, no. Guardians 3. How he loves it. Um, well, I don't know if I love Guardians I know. 3. I'm joking. They had the, Lord of, they had the uh, I do like Lord of the Rings trailer, the TV show for Lord of the Rings. I haven't watched. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. I saw. I, oh. It showed up in my YouTube feed, but I haven't watched it yet. Wait. It looked a little bit better than the, the first trailer they put out. Like, it actually had amazing shots of, like, cool... Like fantasy looking good because people have been pooping hard on that upcoming series yeah almost as hard as they're crapping on the game of thrones prequel i don't care about those people i know they have hobbits hobbits were in the silmarillion until the very very end Eh. come on take take some take some lord of the rings uh thing is is the most expensive series yeah ever like by far. So here's the thing. So it's going to be great, right? If it's just Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Money with, means great. <laughs> remember, Dungeons and Dragons exists because of Lord of the Rings. If the series is just we made a Dungeons and Dragons story, but we're actually using Lord of the Rings words, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. oh, I don't of care. And Dragons. Did you see the preview for the new Dungeons and Dragons movie? No. What's happening to me? That's. Are you serious? I it looks, haven't. It, looks it actually looks really good. Kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got we Chris talked Pine about we talked it. about this really oh yeah uh, we did ago, okay. yeah. in all yeah, fairness but Corey didn't talk about it in all fairness right. what was it were we in college when that Dungeons and Dragons movie came out or was it right after we graduated yeah I was thinking it was in college that movie was dumb as hell and I still loved it was it. terrible I enjoyed it awful but it very much knew it was a nerdy movie it didn't take itself seriously enough yeah so this new one looks pretty good I'm gonna have to check into that Ooh, hot dang yeah Look at how far we we're in the news, and I don't even we haven't even gotten to the docket. It's time docket stuff. Woo! What button do I hit? I forget. That one. Sounds good. Oh yeah! 
Me first. Go for oh. it. I don't air travel a lot. <laughs> I don't have much call to, and I hate airports and airlines. I have zero uh -huh. problem with actual flying. I just hate the bureaucracy of everything that is an airport. I've had so many, for what little air travel I've done in my life, I've had so many times where my bags have been lost, the wrong oh, gate yeah. is listed on the monitors, and I almost missed so the flight. So you're saying you've, you've flown before. Yes, exactly. 100%. <laughs> now, this last trip I took, my actually my airport, and I flew through O'Hare, commonly known as the most disorganized airport, major airport in the Western Hemisphere, and it was smooth as butter. Smooth Whoa. as flipping butter to and fro. I'm not, wow. yeah, like whipped through TSA. Yeah, I had to pose so they could look at my fat naked body on the on the spin scanner, which I still uh, don't know why that thing doesn't teleport me because it looks like a teleporter. It should. Yeah. But um, but like it was it was really, really good. The thing yeah, that I found interesting, they still make you pay for in-flight internet, which is totally crappy, right? <laughs> but really? Yeah. But they Bullshit. don't, and I say they, I flew on two different airlines this last time, So, was, but both of them had free in-flight Wi-Fi that connected specifically to a website for the airline that allows you to track where you are and how long until you land. Like, you get, a, like, a live, you can get a live thing of your location stuff. So you're actually connected to the internet for free, just only the internet they allow. But this is the best part. I've never been on a flight that's had an in-flight movie. Back when they used to have projection screens, when they had TVs, when they had monitors in the backs of chairs. I live in the Midwest. They don't let those planes come to us. All right. In the Midwest, <laughs> we get the 30-year-old planes. No one gives us the new stuff. Doesn't matter where we're going. Um, well, it depends if you're traveling internationally. Yeah, internationally is different. When I went to Toronto, we also had crap. But either way, uh, I what I found is that now they all have free in-flight movies you just connect on your own device and watch them oh yeah 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 i didn't know this is a thing and so apparently all the you know they're all running their own plex servers <laughs> they are yeah <laughs> and so i got on and i only really i was listening to a podcast most of my flight out but at the end just for funsies i wanted to try it out and i turned it on and they had all the star wars movies and so i just started up empire and it ran flawlessly that was on Woo. alaska i was flying alaska um, yeah. on the way back, I was flying America and I was like, I didn't have anything downloaded. So I'm like, I'm just going to watch a movie and sure it was the same service, like go, go something, same exact service just for a different airline. And I watched, I decided there I? that if I'm ever going to watch Morbius, <laughs> <laughs> it's Morbin time. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be when I'm trapped in a steel tube however many thousands of feet in the air, right? And so I fired up Morbius, and it plays a commercial for Hilton, the Hilton, and then nothing happens. So I, dis Morbius. I dis disconnected and tried again. That's, that's nothing happened. the movie, right? Yeah. Nothing happens. Nothing happened. I tried a third time. Nothing happened. I look over my wife. My wife, whose technical prowess is roughly 20% of my own, is already watching something and going nuts over across the aisle. I'm sitting next to my daughter, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, she's not having a problem. I remember, I'm like, are you using the, you just say that? Do you download that? Or are you just like, no, I'm watching the in flight thing. Okay. So I dial up Morbius again, Hilton commercial, nothing. And I'm like, WTF, mate. So I pulled hey, you up, Hilton a lot of money. I pulled up Doctor Strange and the Multitude of, or Multiverse of Madness, Hilton commercial, 
movie starts right up. I stop. I you to watch Morbius. I go back no. to Morpheus Hilton commercial. Nothing. <laughs> so I ended up just watching Doctor Strange again for the majority of the flight. The, I think that airport. I know. Thank you, American Airlines, for protecting my interests and in not allowing me to watch Morbius. Yeah. That's like, no. The only no. time I was ever going to watch it and AEA was like, no. I mean, we've got it listed, but no. No. That's how that's how they uh, pinpoint the person for the Sky Marshal to watch. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta watch, watch yeah, that guy's out there like unhooking the, the snap from his from his holster. Obviously <laughs> mentally deranged because he wants he's tried to watch Morf- Morbius get, like five times. Yeah, he's getting a text alert, Morbius alert X five. <laughs> Unsnap. He's cocking his pistol up in first class. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I watched that movie again. Hey, by the way, second time through holds up. Nice. I still really enjoyed that movie. Chaotic as it is, I really enjoyed it as a second time. So yeah, different. Yeah, different than the normal yeah. Marvel fare. So anyway, that's kind of what wasn't on my docket story, but it was docket length. So I feel like that's my first foray. Uh, Howie. Nice. Well, let's see. <laughs> Let me uh, rustle my ice cubes here. Yeah, <laughs> sorry no, that about was, that. That was uh, that was quartz. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it was. I've man, I'm trying Wait to think of, uh, oh. new stuff, and uh, like I've been on a hotbed of um. Well, Crap. there you go. I know, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm. My pins and needles well, are dulling. <laughs> well, what we do in the shadows? Oh yeah. Ooh yeah. You talked about that last week. Yep. And Two and uh, um, uh, blacklist. Yeah. Finishing that up. We finished it's, season. That's still going. Eight. I'm. Whoa! I didn't realize it was still going either. We just started season nine, which I believe wow. is the last. It's got to be the last season. How'd they get spade that long? How'd they get? Dude, this is the David perfect spade. Yeah. Is there any other spade you know of? No. Your head's got the shell on it. Um, Spader. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Oops. Yeah, that's going to be more obvious. Shut up, Richard. This is like the perfect role for Mr. Spader. You're saying that the voice of a robot was not perfect. Not Robert California? Not Robert California. Not Robert California. Not Ultron. Well, he, he wasn't Ultron in Doctor Strange. That was the guy who voiced the Ultron in the What If series. Was the That's voice of the game. Ultron robots. There you go. There you go. Well, well reminder. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Blacklist, huh? So, yeah. Mr. The wife and I have actually just kind of been churning through those uh, to get caught up. Because there's not... I know There's nothing that I'm, that's really striking me right since the I got done with Stranger Things season four. I've been kind of skating. I mean, I'm also watching a James Spader property. I've been watching like Stargate? four episodes of The Office yeah. every night. We're not yet <laughs> yeah. to James Spader again, but we will be before too long. Yeah. And uh, oh, nice. But there was. I, I was taken aback. Oh, you're talking uh, like James Spader right now. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> There's no strings on Howie. <laughs> but okay, so they did something in Blacklist that caught me off guard. Uh-oh. And I should have seen it coming. Yeah. But I didn't. <gasps> and they haven't out and out 
said it officially, Ew. at least where I'm at in the show, but it's uh, all Dumb- but Dumbledore's gay. It's all but obvious uh, what? what what had happened. And they've built up to this moment and it's like, oh, duh. In previous seasons, this. Of course, this makes sense. And it's it's obvious that, well, they actually had this end in mind at the beginning. So they kind of knew what they were doing. They just, of course, when you're thrown season after season, you just got to make up more stuff, right? And elongate the right. story. Got to make it up. Uh, so I, I don't know that I want to say anything about it because I think season nine's actually still being put out episodes. And, and they are actually still in like a 22 season 22 episode seasons. Oh, dang, son. Yeah, yeah so that's still a thing. I wish. I, really? It's surprising. I mean, it's, yeah. I forget what network it is, but I'm, it's a network yeah. TV. Season nine stopped airing in May. Oh, did stop? Because I yeah. thought I kept seeing it show up on a certain service. <laughs> uh, well, season, season 10 is uh, going to start in September. Oh, so they still are going. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not right. What am I looking at? I don't know, man. Sorry. I don't even know. I feel like this has to be the. How do they go that long these days? Well, a certain main character has been killed off. Ah, um, uh, that's not good. Well, not James Spader though. <laughs> not the oh, spade. Of course not. It wouldn't be the blacklist without James. Spader. Well, should 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 I talk about it at all? Or uh, should I it's not? all going to go over my head, and I'm never going to watch it, so I'm not the one to ask. Okay, so if you're mm-hmm. watching the blacklist and you're not past only because eight, I I can only handle so much James Spader at yeah. once. <laughs> then then uh you know, fast forward like, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. Right. I don't know. You got 30 seconds. Right. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Dang it. I'm done. No. <laughs> okay, so at the beginning if you know anything about blacklist, I'm sorry, but they James Spader character is like this uh most wanted person. Yeah, am I okay? Do I remember correctly? He's a bad guy that decides to start helping them with other baggage, like almost like He's, a Hannibal Lecter of sorts. Went went to the FBI, but without the cannibals. Yeah, without the, without the eating people and the fava beans and the. Yeah. Th- it, yeah. But they do have him in a. They had him in a cage. I watched the first season. Nice. Uh, so it became very obvious. It became obvious very quickly that he has this connection with uh, Elizabeth Keene. Uh, I forget yeah. her. Uh, Megan Boone, or I think is her name. Um, so you go season through season and trying to figure out why in the world he, he's being so like helpful. Why is he helping? Why is he trying to be in her life? Why, why is he not telling her like what's going on? He's her dad. Um, so you think, oh, Uh, it's gotta be his dad. Oh, really? I was joking, but yeah, you, you, you think that, uh, but then it, you come to find out that this Raymond Reddington is his name. And you kind of find out that Raymond Reddington is actually dead. And this person is go ahead. Raymond another Reddington. minute and a half, everybody keep going yeah, forward. Just go ahead. <laughs> uh, so Raymond Reddington is actually dead. And this person's been made up to look like Raymond Reddington. Uh, again, that? James Spader's character. They've do this. Of course, this is throughout many, many seasons. seasons. They earn it. They they do earn this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, but it's actually her mom, Raymond Reddington's <laughs> her mom. I the, I am ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> they haven't they haven't 
said it. That's wonderful. They haven't. They've all but said it. When you suckled from my teat. So. <laughs> so. I'm your mom. This. And. It, you know, you, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. you from my <laughs> vaginal canal. They didn't say it sounds really ridiculous. But then when you actually know what the history of it is and it's like, okay, because she's a Russian spy who's wanted and, and she's trying to protect uh, Elizabeth Keene, who that's the, that's the short of the long story yeah, yeah so all she's doing is trying to protect her daughter is what ultimately you were quite <laughs> colicky but i'm not again i'm not a hundred percent sure that that's the case but i have a hard time believing that it's not at this point if they do something different then i'm going to be really disappointed <laughs> following your birth i did not have a bowel movement for three weeks <laughs> that's my james spader you're welcome yeah. everybody so he's definitely a narcissistic it's not james spader if he's not a narcissistic this role is perfect for james spader that is something that i've always without ever watching an episode from all the promotional material i was like well okay yeah yeah it's like, absolutely perfect he plays i mean like he never he's he's, basically robert california he yeah. is, <laughs> robert never, california yeah. just james spader concentrated yeah he's never straight to the point <laughs> always working an angle yeah uh you, you you're lucky if you get 10 percent truth out of him my my best james so. actually this is my best james spader impersonation are you ready there you go he he likes <laughs> oh, to uh, inhale through his nose abruptly a lot in the middle of a sentence yeah. <laughs> that a lot. yeah oh yeah that's and it drives that's me insane. nuts i'm like dude i can hear your boogers <laughs> <laughs> i've actually been i really enjoy him playing this character dude needs to get a netty pot yeah, it dude. is perfect he needs to pot that netty it is but they've yeah, been doing a lot of close-ups of everybody and including james spader and it's kind of oh, oh they're getting close-up heavy that yeah. is that's that's kind of an in thing right now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. a trend from like the last seven, eight, ten years that needs that's to die. That's a trend from the sixties. No, well, yeah, <laughs> it was back then, and then filmmaking evolved, and then now some it's back, baby. some dumbass said, "You know, it would be awesome as if we that's did what we figured out didn't work anymore." Yeah, it's <laughs> the same thing with shaky cam. You know, it. You know, why does why does a uh, 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 dumbass McGee Star Wars filmmaker JJ JJ Abrams? Yeah, why does he go? You know, it'd be awesome as if the cameras didn't hold still anymore, and I just bumped it a lot, so it moved on purpose. Literally, yeah. What if I made You're the camera? As if I, you, we haven't had this conversation. Why would I? Why wouldn't I make the camera suck now that the cameras don't suck anymore? Yeah. Huh? Sounds mm -hmm. great, right? Yep. I don't get it. All those filmmakers can go straight to hell. L.A. Film School, if you are teaching them this, you go to hell. Everybody, yeah, go to some small shit school and learn whole, your own like, stuff. Everybody gets this massive, like their whole face can't fit on the screen. Yeah, or I hate it. that. It's like, what show was it that, oh, it was 24. 24. And fear, everybody was obsessed with 24. Remember, everybody's like, oh, Kiefer Sutherland's an action star. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's a kid vampire. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and everybody was obsessed with it. Every shot in 24 was a close-up of someone's face over the back of someone else's shoulder. 
But shaky cam. And the camera would shake around so that you couldn't actually see the person's face because the blurry side neck and collar of the person's that shoulder you were behind awful. would be like swinging in the way. I'm glad I never watched one. Oh, no, dude. I If only I were hyperbolizing in my normal way. That show was <laughs> garbage in terms of this type of thing. But that was, yeah, that I would say that was probably the worst era for experimental TV making. The close-up thing, I know what you mean. I've seen it on a couple shows. My wife watches, and I'm like... Well, I've, and I've just recently noticed it. I'm like, have they always done this, or is this a new thing they've been doing? It's big on a lot so, of the new dramas that are like about like exorbitance and like business and like capitalism. Like all these new shows that are all about just rich, horrible people. It's like a big trend now. You got like what billions or whatever, bajillions, whatever the hell the damn show is called succession. All those, you get a lot of these shows that get like, basically want to show you the nose hairs of people get right up their nostrils because apparently that's supposed to give you some extra insight into the character. It's like, wait a minute, your actors have limits y'all. And if I'm a person in the room, I can see what's around them. I'm not like you would have to literally be standing six inches away from a person to have that vision as a as another human being so what does that afford you as an audience member other than to take you out of a what what would be a situation that you could be witnessing i don't get that i don't get that let me show them something entirely unnatural yeah that'll help oh yeah it whatever Whatever, man. Whatever. 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 So, whatever, dude. But I, I've been enjoying the story. I've definitely been invested for this long. I want to keep going. All right. And Mama I, Spader I for the did, win. I did not see that coming, and I'm like, because I'm just trying to figure out how are they going to wrap all this together, and it didn't once enter my mind, even though they've kind of put pieces in place that could explain this. It's just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> okay okay (laughs) it wasn't like an aha i'm like oh this is amazing it was like oh fascinating yeah james fascinating spader's a woman i think yep spader mom that has not been a woman for decades spader mom what a a spader mom it it was it was definitely a twist for me it was it was actually kind of nice being taken by taken by surprise a little bit you're like oh oh Okay. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I like it. You're like, I know he's her dad. I know he's your dad. He's well, her mom. No, we, <laughs> we knew he wasn't her dad because her dad died. That's why it was all confusing. Okay. And for the longest of time, you thought it was just some kind of psycho person. Yeah. I don't know. Int- interesting. It is, it I'm is never going to watch this. No, I, that's why I said something. I know. It's too many seasons. It's like 100 million episodes. But you know what, though? Honest to God, that's not, that's not, that doesn't unsell me like a three hour movie unsells Mike. Like, I want meaty things to sit down and watch. Like, you know, we watch all Justified. I talked about it mm-hmm. several times. It was great to have a several season show that was many episodes long because everything else flies by in a minute and i'm i'm fine with all these series that are short but it's becoming a problem already ms marvel crammed way too much into one season and yeah you know it's it's like they can't find this happy medium meaty yeah uh what you got 22 uh, episodes in the season and yeah there's, there's filler there's yeah. a lot of filler obi-wan 
three episodes that were eight, six or eight episodes long. Six, six not, episodes. Not enough. Yeah, like twelve they, well, episodes. Seems- well, no, I'm like they ha- they didn't have the content for six episodes. Well, you're right. Well, that's just bad right? Like I'm saying, like no everybody's writing. like, oh no, eight episodes is the right amount. America, get your head out of your butthole and start thinking like Britain and be like, you know what? This is a four episode series, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Or this is a 12 episode series and that's okay. Or this is a multi-season series with six episodes a piece and that's okay. Like just do what the story wants to do. Quit making us sit through a bunch of bull crap to try to turn a movie into a series but and quit making us go, what the hell just happened by turning a series into a movie? Because it's not about storytelling. No, it's not. It's about it's, money. It's about money. And it's frustrating the hell out of me because- Well, that's what life's the, all about. The industry is infantile hey, hey, right now hey, in this new hey, medium. Hey, hey. Hey. Money hey, Money is hey. the root of all evil. <sighs> oh, God. I just came up with that right Can now. you make it rain evil? <laughs> anyway. Garrick, what's on your docket? Well, boys, he <laughs> ah, said it. So Mike says, "Yeah, uh, I uh, read a book. <gasps> read a book, guys. So did I. I read a book. Nice. Just one. Yeah, I have another one waiting. Nice. Yep. Uh, I read a, a Star Wars book <gasps> that just came out." Oh, well, I think we all know because we got the gazillions <laughs> of texts. Oh my gosh. There was like Garrett three. taking There's pictures like of texts. his book and sending it to us. It's like the people that I work with taking pictures of their screens <laughs> of their phones and sending it to well, me. How, how am I supposed to send that without a without a screen? Get an ebook. <laughs> I, I got it from the library, so I didn't have to pay for it. <sighs> so I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> Which no, they didn't have an ebook available. Which Star there. Wars book did you read? I read a Star Wars book called Shadow of the Sith. Shadow of End- Ender Shadow? Ender Shadow. Shadow of the, the Hedgeman? Shadow of the Hedgeman Sith. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Shadow of the Sith. What's the By, Shadow uh, of the Sith about? One Adam Christopher. Um so it's like one of the few books that takes place between Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. Oh, it takes place like almost it, directly between those, like like sixteen or fifteen or sixteen years after uh, the battle. Of in Endor. in what I like to call the irradiated zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, like there's only been like a few books. Because that took place in because that, no that, one right wants to have to tie those two things together, those two <laughs> eras together. Yeah. So this, uh, if you remember from uh, what was the last book, movie, something about Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. I don't know Skywalker with Priapism. <laughs> Skywalker returns, yep. Revenge of Skywalker. I don't know. Yep. You remember Skywalker sticks remember it in. How they uh, they told that story about Ray's parents on the ship and. Luke was gonna go find him. Something, That's, I guess. Yeah. It's so this is still vague. this is that story. <laughs> so it's basically the story of Lando and Luke teaming up, which is a weird pairing because I don't even think you saw them team up that much in the original uh, canon. Especially Luke was off doing whatever with Jedi people. Uh, it's basically the story of how Ray got stranded on Jakku. About her parents where they came from kind of and uh how they died and that kind of stuff so uh, the son of palpatism yeah i it was weird because he's not like a 
biological son. He's, he's a, clo- like a, a clone, like a weird clone, right? Like a test yeah, tube clone. Like a, yeah. So I, they had a name for it. And I can't for life of me. I can't remember it. But it wasn't like a like a. It was kind of like what Boba Fett is, like a unaltered clone, basically. Did they did they stick him in a womb or did they grow him in a test tube? It matters. It didn't say. <laughs> it didn't say. But he was raised on Exegol. Okay. Uh, and he ended up escaping on a a freighter that had dropped off some supplies or something. All those Exegol freighters that have their own built-in yeah. wayfinders. I know. I was like, the whole the whole thing of the book was like, there's only two wayfinders, and somehow he escapes on somebody's ship. But these freighters, they were. I think it was, think it was somebody somebody's ship, like either like he was talking about when he was a kid, and Vader showed up, and uh, Ochi of Bestoon was there, who's like why, a main because why not ant- uh, antagonist, and I guess he snuck aboard their ship and got out. Um, Fair, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I was really looking forward to this book because. It's all about that knife you see in the uh, the Sith Rise dagger, the dumbest the thing, the dumbest yeah. MacGuffin in Star Wars. The, I would say in all of cinema, it's probably the dumbest MacGuffin I've ever seen. It's funny because it's so similar to the the doubloon in Goonies, but yet the doubloon in Goonies is way more legit. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Like this dagger, like you know, in the movie, I'm sure you've all seen the movie. Yeah. I think. They basically hold it up to the <laughs> crash of the second Death Star and match it up and pull a little thing out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where the Wayfinder is. It's like, how did point. they know where to stand? <laughs> exactly. Like Whereas they, in Goonies, they kind of knew because they had an idea of what they were looking at. And they yeah. went to the spot where they thought it would line up and it lined up. Yeah, makes sense. In Star Wars, they just held it up and went, well, what do you know? I'm just happen to be standing here. Look at that. Zoinks! And and it doesn't, reading the book, it makes even less sense because this dagger is an ancient Sith artifact. How? What? It has like a (sighs) ability to drain uh, blood. Like you stab someone and it sucks all their blood. Oh, so it's like that one sword in Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, that was the best sword in the game. So I'm like, okay, surely they're going to tie this together. Maybe somebody went and stood someplace and put like some sort of force tether in that place of <laughs> whittled some notches. Sensitivity <laughs> would go and be like, oh, I, I feel something here. I'm going to stop here and like, oh, the knife. Nope, none of that. They didn't explain what the hell that thing was oh inside of it. Oh, my God. Because, see, I, I like, remember before okay, the movie came terrible. out, when we heard about this force dagger, the rumors were that it was some ancient Sith artifact. I remember that. Yeah. And uh-huh. then when we saw the movie, we're like, well, that can't be right. Yeah. Because that makes no sense. And even if it, it even if doesn't. we knew that that wasn't the case, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, the the book was okay. Yeah. I mean, that was a big disappointment, obviously. But the rest of it was okay. They Obviously, Adam Christopher is a huge fan of the old canon because he brought in a lot of things like... Uh, Lando ship. The Lady uh, Luck. There's my baby. He mentioned Errant Venture, which was uh, yes, Booster Tarek ship, yep. which I was excited about. Yep, because yeah, that's they, one they, step closer to Corrin Horn being recanonized. Yep. Yeah. The other main antagonist, main ship, was a Tide Defender. Yep. Uh, so that was fun. Which I, obviously yeah. Tide Defender straight canon now, but it's always nice to have it legitimized outside of the cartoons. Yeah. 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 So. They, I mean, yeah, obviously he pulled in a lot of deep stuff, which I, I appreciate, but man, the, the story just was, to me, was not terribly engaging. I got, I, and, and like, Luke was cool. Like, uh, he was like 
the Luke you think he was a Jedi. He was fighting bad people, but he didn't want to kill anybody. So yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds like Luke. He tried to, you know, he tried to get as far as he could to turn people to or stop them from fighting without killing them, without endangering his own life as he could. Yeah. And uh yeah, I appreciated that part. Lando was He shoot him in the foot with uh, a shotgun and go, Here live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lando was a bit mopey. Uh at the beginning it was cool because he was in a Sabbat game and he was, you know, scamming. Kind of, uh, but he had lost his daughter, um, so he was kind of mopey through the whole thing. Was it the chick that was in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Okay, was so. it? I mean, they never tied that together because he calls her by a different name. Her name in that movie is Jana, and yeah. he calls her something else. I can't. But they always her. said that everybody always said that that was kind yeah. of unofficially Lando's long lost daughter. Yeah, which... the, I I assume that's her, but they never really said that. <laughs> unless it's in the Uh, the, what are they saving it for something else no one cares about i i don't know if they're saving it for maybe they have a after rise of skywalker series planned and they're gonna (laughs) touch on it i don't know (laughs) because there's nothing in the shoot right now every every the the remaining books in the shoot are all high republic yep no one wants to go into the irradiated zone yeah nothing else they, they just had uh, a few that released that were uh, within the prequel era. Like they had a one about uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin when they were good. There wasn't together. enough of that already. And they had one about Padme's uh, Padme. Oh, there's not enough about Padme already. <laughs> so basically they're just given up. <laughs> I think that's what it feels like. At least for the foreseeable future. Well, up and they've announced out till May, 2023. They could, they've, they could be in a room sequestered, trying so hard to figure out a way out and i'd say it'll still take them years i i like the idea of this type of book where it kind of makes sense of the mounds of shit we saw in the last two movies yeah (laughs) that didn't make sense uh or even the first movie really of the sequel trilogy uh i like that they could retcon some of that stuff because that that's what the original canon kind of did yeah no that was strong sense in the original trilogy that we're like what and then they kind of you know, built it into the the expanded universe. Yeah, I wish they kind of do that. I like the idea. I wish they would have explained why that dagger did what it did. Well, I mean, think I was end- I was just thinking about that. I was like, okay, you're an author, right? And mm-hmm. like someone says, hey, Aaron Alston, tell us what happened to that super star destroyer that launched like a rocket off the surface of Coruscant. And he goes, I got <laughs> this. Cracks his knuckles, writes it, and then dies. <laughs> and I read it and I'm like, you know what? That was the dumbest thing ever that turned out awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah, it gets to make But sense then, okay, whatever. now you're like, all right, whatever the guy you, who wrote this book's name is, Scott Bakula, Adam whatever you said. Adam Christopher. Adam Christopher. That's the same he thing. He has two first names. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Adams. Hey, man, make the Sith dagger make sense. You know what? F you guys. I'm going to write a book, but I'm not going to make that make sense. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume I assume it's the same dagger. Uh, I'm judging by, you know, because Ochi of Bestoon had the dagger and they mentioned that in the movie. Yeah. And on the cover of the book, it's the exact same dagger. Uh, I feel no, that's it's a back, safe back cover of the book. I feel like this is a safe assumption on your part, yeah. Eric. I really do. But, but at the end, <laughs> it, 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 you know, Ochi falls into a, a quicksand pit on that, that whatever that planet Passan. Yeah, whatever it's called, and the dagger goes with them, and it's like that's when they found it, and like so nobody had touched it for sixteen years. So who carved it into the shape of the Death Star wreckage? Uh, 
<laughs> Ochi's down there under the quicksand, just going. Somebody finds us one day. Oh, you know, man. shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Hopefully, they stand on that one exact spot that it lines up perfectly somehow. I walked around in circles, so hopefully, the grass will be flattened for sixteen <laughs> more years. Oh my God! How do you yeah. fix how bad that was? Uh, you can't. I mean, you can't put that on an author. Yeah. They. They. It's hard. They're gonna have to do some. I think they're kind of hesitant to do that because I don't know if they're, if they're too sensitive uh, to step on movie uh, producers feel, or movie directors' feelings. JJ, they're, they're not going to bring JJ back to make another movies. one after Rise of Skywalker. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Know. Like, they, there's no way they would do anything that they've done <laughs> yeah. at this point. I, I mean, I mean I, they, they kind of just have to, like, let those go and, and then make books after that and kind of. You know, I've always been one of those. I've always been one of those people who said there's no way they're going to go back and pretend those movies never happened because they put too much money into it. But at this point, I don't know that they would care to not directly contradict those movies as if to say, yes, officially they didn't happen. But kind of like when Disney bought Star Wars and said, we're not saying all the stuff in the EU didn't happen. We're just saying you can't <laughs> carry your guns in town. Like they were just being all passive aggressive about it. I feel like that's where they would go with it. They would just make new stories in that era and just ignore everything. The first order, meh, uh you know, yeah. like just completely <laughs> dance around it. And if anybody asks questions, just say, look over there and run away. <laughs> yeah what else can they yeah. do you cannot make a story that broken and messy and bad and cliche into yeah. something that i mean okay let's say you're a hyper nerd and you read all the books and you say no but it makes sense if you read the books even nerds have standards <laughs> where it's yeah. like well i mean in the books they kind of try to justify it but no you're right it still sucks you know, it's the best you're going to get. Whereas in the old stuff, we can say, no, 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 but let me add some depth to it. Let me see if this changes your mind. And then you tell somebody about whatever. And, and it's a, honestly, a lot of times people who'd only seen the movies go, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It'd be nice if I didn't have to read the books. I'm like, no, 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 I know. But I mean, there's only so much you can do in a movie. And those were mistakes or misses that people just had the love to take and fill in. And people are like, yeah, I respect that. You do that with, with Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, people would be like, it's going to be like Josh role-playing drunk. They're just going to make fart noises <laughs> with their mouth. Yeah, you can't... You almost, like, almost can't touch Rise's... Um, no, Last Jedi, because it's kind of no-go territory, I think. Yeah. You're either going to... You're going to piss off half the people no matter what you do. Yep. And Rise of Skywalker is just a, such a mess. <laughs> but yeah. it was cleaning up after The Last Jedi, which is that volatile issue you know rise it, like I mean, most people didn't like rise of skywalker that's what that half much. the people would think half the people thought it just shit on the last jedi because they loved it yeah so, exactly uh, so so the rise of skywalker is volatile because the last jedi was volatile <laughs> yeah, right yeah right yeah so it's you're gonna piss off half your fan base i guess at some point they're gonna have to decide which half they want to piss off yeah <laughs> i don't know right on uh yeah, but it was okay. Uh, he's a good writer. The story was interesting. Yeah, the dialogue was okay. I guess I just I just couldn't get into it because I was thinking the whole time, what the fuck are they gonna do with that dagger? Yeah, I know it's so bad. <laughs> 
Okay. Didn't even go to indoor. What I'll, the hell? <laughs> oh, that's even worse. I'm gonna do a. We're we're at the hour thirty mark. I'm gonna do a quick a quick one, a uh, quick second one here. I also read a book, and the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I've talked very many times about this author in the past. Is my favorite author of my favorite book ever, which is The Devil in the White City, which I've I've mentioned many times. But for those who don't remember or don't know. It is a book, uh, it is a nonfiction historical book about simultaneously the production of the Chicago World's Fair of 19, or 1893 and H.H. H. Holmes, who, based in Chicago, was is known widely as America's first serial killer. And, and the Titanic. No, it has nothing to do with Titanic. And yeah, those two things, those two, the, those two things were happening at the same time and in, in some ways facilitated one another. Well... The the World's Fair growth on the south side of Chicago uh, kind of facilitated Holmes' ability to attract people and murder them. And so, yeah. but I've always said that the author, Eric Larson, does so much intensive research that he's able to take letters and correspondence and almost turn them into dialogue. Like, he tells a story so naturally that you forget it's nonfiction. It is incredible. And uh, when Father's Day rolled around this year, I decided my dad's never read any of Eric Larson's works. I really wanted him to. And my dad, like a lot of people's dads, is a sucker for like World War stuff. So I went out and I bought two Eric Larson books. I bought um, the I bought Dead Wake, which is about the Lusitania. which is commonly taught in American history books as what drew America into World War One. Read the book. What was that? What was that ship called? Uh, the Lusitania. Kind of like the uh, Super Star Destroyer that I know. <laughs> yes, yes, the exact same Super Star Destroyer I was just talking about. No, wasn't that like the Lusankia or something? It was very uh, close similar. En- close enough. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking the same thing when I first read that. No, so yeah. Um, and then I also bought the Splendid and the Vile. Which is a lot about the powers that be during World War II, most like a lot like Winston Churchill and stuff like that. Now, Churchill was the head of the Admiralty in World War One, so he's in both of these books. But anyway, I bought both books, and on fa- the morning on Father's Day, I told my dad, I said, "I got you two books. Pick one to take with you." I said, "You read that one, and I'll read the other one, and then we'll swap." Which I thought was kind of a clever idea, you know. I mean, Father's Day at this, what do you do, you know? But it's something we can talk about. Yeah. And so he's like, cool. So he took Splendid in the Vile and I took Dead Wake. And I read Dead Wake and I finished it right on the plane ride out to Boise. Um, Wow. Wow. This dude has a superpower. We need to have a national holiday when he dies. Like (laughs) no one can write nonfiction like this guy. I'm telling you. I don't care if you never read nonfiction. I don't care if you don't read history. Eric Larson is a mutant. He can write nonfiction and make it so fluidly storytelling. It's like listening to grandpa tell a tale. It is amazing. So yeah, read about the Lusitania and it's trip over to Britain. You know, here we are just a few years in the wake of the Titanic and so we have all these new like safety protocols and stuff like that. And you can see how all that falls apart before it gets sunk by a U-boat. And also how America did not join the war when that happened. It was quite a bit after that with a lot of other things involved. So here, shocking alert related back to earlier in the podcast. Uh, what they taught us in American history, not 
all that accurate what? at all. But there's a lot of questions that are raised, like did did the British, you know, Room Four Twenty or whatever Room Forty. Uh, that knew about the U-boat activity in the area intentionally not send someone to escort the ship, the civilian ship? Did they intentionally not do this because they wanted American civilians to die to draw America into the world? There's all these questions that have always been around throughout history. The book does not attempt to answer those questions. It attempts to educate you on everything that happened and point out the questions so that you can go, hmm... And it even goes on to say, like, there are people, you know, in the in the prologue or the epilogue goes on to say that there are people that, you know, who were in the know that said, I have a hard time believing this wasn't done on purpose. You know what I mean? Like it tells the it tells the truth without insinuating anything extra. Yeah, it's marvelously done. So my dad loved the Splendid in the Vile, loved going in deep on Churchill and all the intelligence and stuff like that in World War Two. And he was halfway through Dead Wake. I haven't even started playing the file yet. He was halfway through Dead Wake when he left Boise. And I said, How how's it going? Because Dead Wake is more like the Titanic. It's like reading the Titanic story. It's about people on the ship and the captains on the ship and the and the cert and the you know, the 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 workers on the ship and all this stuff. The the newspaper dudes back in New York and so yeah. And he's like, This is fascinating. Like this is the one he didn't pick. And he's like, I never thought i would be this drawn into all of these crazy weird different individuals you know like famous people rich people that were on the ship that that went down and died or were never found and stuff like that it is a fascinating read and i'm looking forward to start splitting the vial it's just it's been so long since i'd read a book that quick that i need to take a couple weeks off before i started so eric yeah, larson amazing author yeah he's good shit what have you read of his uh, Devil in the White City and In the Garden of the Beast. Oh, you have read In the Garden of the Beast. That's next on my that, list after yeah, this one. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. That that man is incredible. Incredible. So, yeah. There you go. non We're getting all cerebral up in here. <laughs> Howie, anything? Any other dockets to throw on the pyre? Not, not me. Um, a other Howie Garrick? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, it's been a good meaty one. So, we're going to go ahead and cap this one off thank you ladies and gents for joining us on another episode of fly casual why don't you go out to betterkind.com and join us on our discord where we chit chat share memes and the whole everything right then and there please join us we'd love to have you the more the merrier join the conversations that are sorted into nice erratically named sections that you can erotically find. erotic yeah yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> we said the same thing. I did say TV tete-a-tete, which almost sounds like tit, so. You, and you just said tit. Nice. So. Mm-hmm. Gets hotter every minute. Yep. Strap in and strap on. Strap on. <laughs> <laughs> and run out wherever you get the podcast. Give us a nice little review despite everything you're hearing, and that no. will help us reach more listeners. Because of what you're hearing. Just like you, you pervert. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's not Mike. Over there's Howie. <laughs> Over there's Garrick. <laughs> we are... Jelly! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>